fantastic podcast where we believe that through books and banter, all is possible. I'm Steph, aka Ideally Inspired Reviews on Instagram, and I'm joined by... Hi, I'm Ava of Kingdom of Mass on Instagram. So basically, we have spent the last, I guess now, two episodes talking about Lucian, and we've talked about Eris and a few other characters from Akasif, and now we would like to dedicate today's episode to... Elaine. I'm excited to take a nice deep dive into the world of Elaine since it seems that, uh, you know, there isn't enough being said about her, maybe, possibly. Right, Ava? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I think that she's going to have a pretty intense role to play in the upcoming books. I don't quite know exactly what that is. I don't think anybody knows exactly what that is at this point, but... Uh, to say that I'm curious would be an understatement. Yeah, I mean, it's always the quiet ones you have to worry about or pay it's attention true. to, at it's least. True. So, yeah, so uh, I'm excited to talk about it. For sure. I think we've established that, if nothing else, we're going to want to pay attention to Elaine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess regarding that, what were our first impressions of Elaine? Just like, so going back all the way to Akatar and then sort of throughout the series, did our initial impression change? Um, yeah. You want to go first or should I? Yeah. Uh, no, I'll go first. So okay. I I mean, I think I remember in the first Akatar book that I felt like Elaine was like the one that was the I guess if you think about, like, the younger one, like, that everybody wanted to protect, right? So I kept forgetting that she wasn't the youngest. (laughs) Same. I actually had it in my head for a long time that she was, like, the youngest. And I don't know why, because that was never canon and it was never stated that she was the youngest. But I was like, oh, yeah, Elaine, the baby sister. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so... And I think that that's also another reason why... Um, Elaine has like her character has been perceived as more of like a fragile character because again like it's like protect Elaine at all costs like that was kind of like the overall theme of their family really like you know not to say that Elaine wasn't doing anything but just like Elaine was the one that Nesto seemed to like be more protective of and um, all that so like I feel like it was that was that was my knee jerk reaction to Elaine's character is like oh protect the baby at all costs because oh, yeah. clearly that's what <laughs> Feyre and both Nesta yes. want. Um, but obviously, especially in Akamath, um, Elaine's in my eyes like Elaine's character grew a lot more just because like of mm-hmm. course like she she goes through I mean both her and Esther go through the trauma of the cauldron and all that stuff but like even before then when they were trying to um work with the 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 queens um the queens right yeah the human the human yeah, que- yeah. the human, the human queens. queens like when they were trying to to work with them and Elaine was basically like she was the one who was like diffusing the situation a lot, like right. early on, like with remember like the the house staff and that stuff because by that time Pharaoh was Faye, and obviously she showed up with <laughs> Reese and Cassian and stuff and like the the kind of a culture shock, right, there. right, and like that the <laughs> staff like the housing staff like were very apprehensive about having them there. And Elaine was just like, oh, no, no, like, it's okay. <laughs> like, all that stuff. But, like, yeah, but, and of course, like, you know, she's going through it with her fiancé and stuff. But I think that was kind of when I I started paying more attention to Elaine coming into her own in Akamath because I felt like in Akatar the the vibe was more of like a protective mm-hmm. vibe for her. So then you assume when right. somebody's very protective over someone that it's because they aren't not necessarily capable of, but like maybe that they're just not well equipped to protect themselves even. So that was that was my knee jerk reaction and kind of, you know, how I noticed that things evolved with her i mean i my favorite elaine has been akasif elaine and we'll obviously get to that mm-hmm. but yeah that that's been my knee-jerk reaction too <laughs> right yeah. 
What about you? I mean, like, I think that my view of Elaine, I, how am I going to say this? I feel like it shifts constantly Mm -hmm. because I think that like with Nesta, at least, um, I felt about Nesta, like the way that I felt about her was quite consistent throughout the books. Like she always stood out to me more than Elaine did simply because I just like relate to Nesta more. Um, and I feel like her, um, role in Akatar through Akamath or, um, yeah, specifically like Akatar and Akamath was more, um, of like an active role, mm-hmm. I guess I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, not to say that Elaine wasn't doing anything. I just like, my ears would prick when Nesta entered, walked into the room. Um, as they say, whereas, you know, with Elaine, um, I didn't really start to get those vibes until they had to deal like with the Queens in Akamath. Right. Um, but Nesta has always kind of been the, the sister that like, even with Feyre stuck out really predominantly to me. Um, so I honestly didn't start paying that much attention to Elaine until like my second or third reread of the series, I would say. Um, and I love the way that she, you know, diffused the tension, but I also love like any time that Elaine is secretly a savage. I think I like forget <laughs> I know. <laughs> when I'm reading her just like because like throughout at least throughout the original trilogy I feel like we'd go these like long periods where Elaine was kind of you know present which was a you know brave thing to be when you're dealing with people who could like kill you in a heartbeat uh so good for her but then all of a sudden you know it wasn't just like her you know hosting a party or uh assuring the staff that they're gonna be fine it's Elaine like sighing as the queens leave that second or third time or whatever and saying i hope they all go to hell and she just like (laughs) says it like so primly and quietly and like happily that i think it made much more of an impact than if like nesta or feyre had said that um so i thought that was awesome and i also think that we got you know as you were saying more of those moments especially in um akasif where and even in akafas like she shades nesta in Akafas, which I didn't love because Nesta's my favorite. Um, <laughs> Same. But, you know, there's that moment in Akafas where she's she says something along the lines of, like, is Nesta even going to bother to show up for the holidays? Um, and then in Akasif, it's, you know, oh, God, I can't, I can't pull out any, like, specific moments. But at one point, Nesta has to literally tell her to fuck yeah. off. But I actually, like... She's like, actually, again, I could take care so... of myself, you asshole. <laughs> exactly exactly but I also think that moment like really speaks to Elaine and sort of her reaction and how she handled it because like I definitely had perceived her as more of like the polite and like when I say fragile it's not like a it's not a bad thing like some people are just more empathetic and feel interactions with people like more deeply Um, well but even like if you think about it too even in Akasif even though, you know, I mean, granted, this is before Elaine kind of told Nesta off. But, mm-hmm. like, remember when Nesta had the, the, our favorite moment, the threesome fantasy. And then she, she <laughs> yes. was like, oh, like, Elaine could never. Like, you know, I can never tell Elaine oh. <laughs> about this because, like, she would basically, like, blush or, you know, be. Right, right. Like, probably pass out from, like, the, being so scandalous. And... <laughs> Um, like, and I'm, I'm totally paraphrasing. That is not a direct quote, but that was like the gist of it. And even Mm -hmm. then, even after everything that went down in Highburn, even after Akafas, like even in that moment, like subconsciously Nesta is still like in a way being like, oh, this is not something (laughs) that like, you know, that either not necessarily that she wouldn't enjoy that Elaine wouldn't enjoy, but like she's already mm-hmm. mentally preparing, like protecting Elaine For sure. from that right. image. <laughs> so right. yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. But I, and it's like, this is, this is one of the things with Elaine that like fascinates me so much is like, I always wonder how much protection she really needs because when Nesta does like kind of like finally cuss her out. And I say finally, just cause Nesta deserved to cut cuss out, like, the entirety of the inner circle, honestly. They were so crappy to her. Um, but when she does, Elaine only laughs, and she's kind of like, oh, I was wondering when you were going to do that, which, like, to me is just, like, the most sibling thing ever. Like, 
I have a younger sister and whenever she pisses me off, I cuss her out to the point where she just like laughs and then we like go off on our merry way. <laughs> um, so that was awesome. But I also think, you know, to your point about Nesta sort of believing that like Elaine would need to be like protected from the idea of like Cassian and Asriel, which um, we were robbed. I'm trying not to get like flustered we were robbed. just thinking about it. <laughs> we were robbed. It's true. It was a hate crime. <laughs> fact that that was not put in the book um no I'm I'm kidding um but like we see I mean so often with all of the characters like even in Akasif after everything has happened Elaine was the one to sort of like initiate the death of you know the king of Highburn people still want to protect her um Asriel wants to protect her he has that whole scene where he's like you know Elaine can't go anywhere near the death trove like it would be so bad for her it's not okay Feyre wants to protect her, Reese wants to protect her, but then when, you know, Nesta sort of, like, cusses her out, which is kind of one of the reasons why the inner circle was, like, trying to put distance between, like, Nesta and Elaine, I think, because they believed that Nesta would be mean to Elaine and Elaine didn't deserve it. You know, Elaine, like, actually, she did show, like, quite a bit of a backbone, and Mm -hmm. she was, like, you know, this is, like, water off a duck's back, like, I don't care, this is my sister, Um, and so I'm very curious to see, like, in upcoming books, you know... Does Elaine, like, need to be protected from all of the things that you that the, these characters seem to think she needs well, to be protected Well, I also from? wonder, too, if, like, I don't necessarily think that we need, like, a flashback, but I wonder if, like, she, in her internal dialogue, wow, I cannot speak today, dialogue, <laughs> um, I'm thinking mental and <laughs> dialogue in the same sentence, but it's the it, one like, brain cell. Right, exactly. Um, I, I feel, I wonder if like she addresses it as the narrator, you know, to us as the reader, like in the sense of like, oh, you know, like countless times they underestimated me or that they did it. You know what I mean? Like just to kind of give us a little more of an, like, because I think that if anything, it would then silence a lot of people who hate on Elaine or like who don't feel like Elaine is, and it's not even just, like, readers, but, like, people in, like, the Akatar world, too. Like, so we know that, like, she, you know, because that can have an effect on someone as well, where, like, oh, you yeah. think that you're capable of doing something, but people are constantly, you know, coddling right, coddling you. you. Exactly. Like, Don't worry. Yeah. And I cannot tell you, like, to be, like, I guess the the best explanation here is, like, almost like when, some, like, a man is mansplaining something to you, like, as if your brain isn't capable of understanding something. <laughs> right. And, right. like, that's exactly what I feel like characters in this situation, not just Elaine, but characters like Elaine probably feel when, you know, someone thinks right. that you just can't handle it when you clearly mm-hmm. can but maybe because sure. in their mind they've spent so much time protecting you that they don't realize that you've that you've been able to take care of yourself. Like, because, you know, people and forget that she has her own powers, too. So, like, oh, yeah, the fuck. Well, I think like that's one of the things that I'm like most excited for, because whenever Sarah, I mean, Sarah has a theme in her books of like having her, especially her female characters, like absolutely encounter you know people typically men um who you know don't think they're capable of something and then they just like turn that around and prove usually in the most like epic badass scene ever that they're so capable it's not even funny that they're so out of everyone else's league Mm -hmm. that it's not even funny like one of my favorite examples is when you know lucian shows up to like bring favor back to the spring court and he's like you're gonna be safe and she like literally like like has wings I mean like she's got (laughs) daggers she's like don't fucking touch me and so to have you know some kind of like a lane equivalent to whatever that moment is I think will be really satisfying because like even you know even with our faves I I look at like Nesta and like Resand and like even Asriel and I'm like I I just think that you're giving you're not giving her enough credit and even if it's done in like a in a polite like I love you sort of way I really want to see her you know sort of like come into her own in a way that sort of like proves them wrong Mm -hmm. because just the vibe that I get is just that they you know want to keep her safe which is like an admirable goal I understand but also (laughs) yeah you know 
No, I get it. I mean, it, it's it's definitely. I mean, it's good that it's something that we're talking about, but I I think that it's also something that needs to be addressed by the characters in the book as well to get full closure. Like, it's like you're not just going to, like, sweep it under the rug and then just move on. Like, all right, let's just, you know, call a truce and then we're, you know, we're here. Like, you know, I, I really am curious to see the progression of the plot, but also mm-hmm. the progression of, like, how... Elaine is treated because I guess to some extent besides what happened in Highburn Elaine has pretty much just like you know everybody's just been walking around on eggshells with her like where everybody was walking around on eggshells with Nesta because of like just because they were afraid of getting like literally ripped apart to pieces they're like they recognized that was an alpha female and they were like we're gonna stay out of the way yeah so meanwhile they're like okay not only did elaine suffer this trauma with the cauldron but she also suffered like the breakup with her ex and then um you know then pretty much getting mated having the mating bond with someone that caused her trauma to some extent and like you know like all of these different things and i think because of all of these things stacked together that they're just like really like okay now we gotta amp this up like now we Mm -hmm. really gotta protect her and shit but like i really i feel like this is this is now and i'm sure that we will like i mean this is probably a good segue into our next discussion point but like this is another reason why i am a huge advocate for evil elaine because i almost want like elaine to be like the one that nobody was expecting to right. be ruthless and like <laughs> vicious and things and then just turn around and surprise motherfucker like here i am <laughs> like Seriously. you know yeah. so i uh, i yeah mm-hmm. i'm excited for possible evil elaine i i'm i'm yeah because i still am i'm still questioning a lot of things in a good way, like excite, excitingly questioning. Well, tell us, tell us what you're questioning, because my next question is essentially like, what do we think she's up to, and is she gonna go dark? Yeah. So what are you questioning? So, and I know that in a previous episode and in a couple of our live chats, we've talked about it as well. I still, I know that everybody was excited about. I mean, me personally, because I was a huge Nessian stan, but like everybody was more focused on Nesta in Akasif, and understandably so. That that was her story. I get it. Her and Cassian. But what I noticed while reading it the first time was, yes, where the fuck is Elaine, though? Like, and it wasn't that felt like, yeah, like everybody, you know, they're saying she's working on gardens and stuff. Okay, but we got no glimpses of, of gardening things. Yeah, I feel like Sarah wouldn't have gone out of her way to say. Elaine is gardening, but I'm not going to show it on screen unless there is something like or on the page. And I feel like there were so many, you know, I was actually surprised by the lack of like Feyre, Nesta, Elaine moments, like all of them, you know, kind of together. Like it seemed that one of them was like always missing. And it seemed that that person who was always missing was usually Elaine. Yeah. Um. And I had been personally expecting more of, like, Nesta and Elaine because they seemed so close prior to um, Akafas that I was like, surely we're going to get, you know, a ton of page time with these two. And then Elaine was like, well, not around. And here's, and here's a perfect example of, like, what you just said. Like, in previous books and even in Akasif, when Feyre's missing, like, not on the page in the scene, and if someone mentions, oh, Feyre is painting or Feyre is working on this or that and the next. Right. Usually we then get a chapter later with her in that yeah. setting of doing the thing that everybody was saying that she was doing. So, like, for right. example, she was painting in her studio or she was doing whatever. And then we got that scene right. where, like, she... her and Reese are talking while she's at the studio closing up. Like, so we're getting sure. that. But at no point do we get any, like, on the page time with anyone no. coming in contact with Elaine, air quotes, gardening. And the one and thing were... that's we're probably going to talk about the same thing. Like, the one thing that really, like, solidified that for me was when... Um, and I don't know if it was in the bonus scene or if it was in the regular book where they were talking about how Lucian had gotten for solstice or, or a gift for her of gardening mm-hmm. gloves. Yeah. And 
and Feyre explicitly said that like Elaine didn't wear them. Yeah. But at no point with her coming back from gardening, were they talking about her hands being dirty? Right. Or even her so, saying her hands were dirty. Like, oh, let me go wash up before I, like, you know, like, nothing. Which is interesting because in Akafas, Feyre explicitly states that she knows that Elaine is not going to like the gift of the gloves because Elaine likes to get her hands dirty when she gardens and, like, likes to get in with the dirt and the plants and all that stuff. So, like... And, like, just as a, just from, like, a craft perspective, you know, it does, like, solidify our association of Elaine with, like, gardening and all of that if, you know, there's occasionally hints that that's what she's doing, like, having dirt on her hands or smudges on her skirt or, like, whatever. Um, So, yeah, I think, I hadn't thought about it, honest, like, honest to God, until you brought it up in one of our previous lives, but that is really interesting because as we've yeah and again we know like she doesn't she doesn't do anything like unintentionally writing unintentionally like everything has a purpose so with with the exception of you know when she actually comes out and says like no that i just threw that in there for no fucking reason um but like (laughs) i i think that you know with elaine that that was because i remember i before we read Akasif, when we did our read along mm-hmm. for the Akatar series, someone right. had suggested in one of our chats that they thought that Elaine was going to go evil. And I remember like when yeah. we came across that question or like we had talked about discussing it, I was just kind of like, I don't I don't see it. Like, you know, we're, like we're like how? And then, yeah, because of that, that was in the back of my mind yeah. while we were reading Akasif. And that's when. I really was like, hold up. I think there may be mm-hmm. actual merit to this theory. Like, right. th- there is something going on. And I'm excited to find out what that something is. But right. I think that at this point, like, at, it's it's more of like, it's setting it up, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, a more explicit setup for it. Like, a more intentional setup. Because whereas before, maybe there were still indicators in the previous books, like maybe when we do another reread, I'll catch it. Cause I don't think we got that theory until Akathas um, chat. No, I don't think so. Yeah. But, but I'm curious. I know that, you know, I think that uh, Sarah has been planning Elaine's story for like a while. Yeah. Like a long time. Um, and so, you know, I don't like, I don't, we don't know like what order the books are going to come in or like what they're going to specifically look like, but Knowing that Sarah, she t- mentions in the original paperback version of A Court of Frost and Starlight, which came out in like 2019, I believe, um, that she's been, you know, like doing research for Elaine's book and whatnot. Um, I don't know if she specifically says Elaine's book. It might be like Elaine's story. Whatever. The wording is something. Um, but like knowing that she's been like thinking about it really makes me want to go, or since 2019, really makes me want to go back and like look at you know, the text of well, the original trilogy and Akafas and be like, what is there to perceive here? Well, and I think that what is that, that like you bringing that up is important as well, because I think that also solidifies that. I think that it may also be when her doing research for Elaine, that it might be like her setting up Elaine's character. Mm-hmm change shift growth etc like it may not even necessarily be like a direct like either romance thing or even necessarily like her book like even like that could have been her setting like researching how she was going to address elaine's story starting in akasif so setting it up in akasif for future books um Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's it's unfortunate that, you know, we we probably aren't going to get another Akatar book for at least another year and some change, um, yeah. as it seems pretty evident that Crescent City is coming out in 22. I don't I really don't think that we will be blessed in having two books out next year, especially with the show right. happening. But um, if we were, I would think that the earliest we would probably get it, considering she hasn't even started writing it yet would probably be mm-hmm. late next year. So I'm sad that yeah. we have to like sit on this for 
almost two years, if not two years. Because I'm genuinely yeah, man, that's a curious. Lot of I know. To speculate. <laughs> I'm just I'm genuinely curious about it. I, I'm I'm I I'm Yeah. As y'all know oh, that I am obsessed with like morally gray characters and right. villains so like a morally yeah. gray elaine even it because we all know that she wouldn't remain like villainous or evil but like mm-hmm. just the fact of having like a dark edge to her is like so right. compelling to me i'm very ex- i'm i'm excited to see like same. where same if and how same. that that goes about so anyways all right and i Sorry, go ahead. Just to, like, add on to that regarding sort of, like, what you want to see from Elaine, I think that one of the things that there's a lot of controversy with this theory just because um, Elaine is one of the most, like, traditionally feminine characters that Sarah's ever really written and kind of highlighted. So, you know, there's the fact that she loves to garden and bake, which, let me just be very clear, um, I cannot keep even fake plants alive and I cannot bake for shit so the fact that she can do these things and is really good at them i find like super admirable um and so you know even though i'm like drawn to the nesta character it has nothing to do with like elaine's like qualities and i find it again like she's doing it she's doing everything fine i love that she bakes i love that she gardens i think those are both wonderful um that being said i don't want to see her lose those traits when she if she goes dark um and so i think like what i what i mean by that is that part of the reason why this theory is like so controversial is because other people don't want to see her you know uh stop being so feminine um and they see that you know they or they conflate the idea that you know her going villainous would automatically mean that she no longer exhibits that sort of like feminine those feminine traits and i honestly think that it makes her a much more interesting and dynamic villain if she's still. I'm sorry. Like gardening do, right, and like do, going do villains about her day. Not still enjoy delicious treats. Right. I know. See, this is the thing. Like, I want to see <laughs> Elaine. Like, I. I mean, literally, I. The image has been planted in my head now. I want to see her like, quietly, contently humming as she like plants flowers over like graveyards and I'm not even saying that I necessarily want her to be the one to get her hands dirty I feel like this could have something to do with like her seer powers like maybe she like maybe the extent of her villainy is like withholding very important information because people have underestimated her for so long so maybe she sees things and like either lies about what she's seen or doesn't tell people about what she's seen and then you know shit happens and she's just kind of like sitting there idly like smiling as like the world you know blows up around her i mean who knows once again let me bring in my marvel reference of the episode oh my word because it's gonna happen i'm proud of you we made it 20 28 (laughs) minutes in and there was no marvel so i i think that was a record yeah well i mean i was thinking it i just didn't say it um no in this point let me use my beloved Baron Zemo. Um, he yes. brought, oh first God, of all, <laughs> he was obsessed. He was very vain, but like he was obsessed with like having great clothing. He was obsessed with Turkish delight, having his <laughs> special teas. Like these are not, I mean, I think this is part right. of the reason why, of course, I'm obsessed with villains, but like these are like, random normal people things mm-hmm. and you're not expecting the villain to take right. the time to care about these things like you expect the villain right. to be just pretty straightforward and again not to say that like Elaine is a villain but like just the evil character in a in a story in a book whatever like you're expecting mm-hmm. them to be more focused on like death and destruction than like taking the time to like don a right. fur collared coat like oh I God. just I just I feel like again like especially with the way I mean if you look at the Valkyrie storyline in Akasif and how they they were a pretty big part of the book of Akasif right oh yeah like I cannot expect Sarah to go from the Valkyrie like feminine like amazingness to then like a an evil Elaine, even right. temporarily evil or even right. evil light. Okay. And mm-hmm. not still give her the, like, you know, the things that she, the qualities that 
people know and yeah. love because here's the thing that's what makes a good evil or morally gray character is when Absolutely. you can't tell right like you know like you're not on the surface you're not so again like this whole time she could have probably been evil in Akasif, right or it's been like dwelling since Akathas even but she's been For maintaining sure. she's been you know keeping up with her regular routine again mm-hmm. nobody's questioning whether where she's going when she's right. air quotes gardening because she's keeping up with her routines and stuff so again mm-hmm. in theory she could already be evil and we just don't know it right. you know or she could already I be also, bad to the bone or maybe she sure. secretly was this whole time and we just don't know <laughs> Ooh. i like it's so interesting i just like you know we keep speculating and i keep going like why don't we just check the book and then remembering that that book is not out yet <laughs> Sarah, please. um i mean we can't even count so, on her to post a freaking chap uh, a book title today i don't think we're going to get that for a while <laughs> so sad so sad anyways um no but i think that you know some of the 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 villains who like stick out in my head um that sarah has written are honestly like Maeve and Amarantha and I like those are just the people that I associate with like Sarah's villains um and I don't want to see like I don't necessarily think um that Elaine would become like them like I think her 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 vein of villainy I suppose or even just like you know moral ambiguity I think it would look very different from those two who are you know very like sadistic and whatnot um, but I would be, you know, much more interested in seeing Elaine sort of become like a Zemo character who just like wholeheartedly believes in what she's doing and doesn't necessarily love like causing pain, just like just for kicks in the same way that like Amarantha did. But like what, like what is her cause? I guess if she goes dark, like I would want to know. I think why? I think well, you know what I wonder. Question. To be perfectly honest, I am. I am. This is my theory on what I think might be causing the air quotes evil Elaine. I don't. I don't believe that it's a personal ambition thing. Um, I personally think that it's like, um, it's the cauldron that's influencing her. Oh my god! So like that's. Oh, I, I mean, didn't even think that's, about that. That's where my brain is at on this because just like you know with the dread trove and nesta and the influences there um and that kind of thing like how she could feel the things from the cult like i personally think because elaine was made that she could just be like it's like almost like um like a parasite you know like some kind of you know oh my god yeah it's, it's like, like feeding her. off of her Holy yeah shit. like so it's not necessarily like oh, that elaine woke up one day and she's like fuck the world goodness. i'm just gonna be bad like <laughs> i just think that that's i mean personally that's what the more we learned about the cauldron and the more that yeah. we learned about the dread trove and akasif that's kind of what yeah. where my brain went if we hadn't gotten that storyline out of akasif i still mm-hmm. i still would have been right. side-eyeing like what Elaine would have been doing. And then mm-hmm. if I would have said like, yeah, evil Elaine, I probably would have been then like, she's probably just fed up. Like, <laughs> you know what? Okay. You know what a scene that I don't think we talk about enough is actually now, now you have me like literally going down like a spiral theory. <laughs> what like it's, it's crazy in my head right now. <laughs> um, but a scene that I feel like does not get talked about enough is the scene where Elaine. So Nesta scries on, the cauldron in Akawar, right? Like she's the one who goes and spies on it, but the cauldron doesn't come for her. It comes for Elaine. And Elaine is the one who ultimately gets kidnapped because the cauldron like spoke to her. And then she's literally sitting in, you know, this like Hibern war tent next to the cauldron um, for several hours at the very least. And it's only after that scene where Elaine is the most like commits her most active piece of participation in the book i think and by that i mean when she stabs the king of hybern like honestly that was a very up until that point i know that she loves her sisters but that felt very unelaine just going off of like previous um characterization mm-hmm. of her mm-hmm. i guess um and so was the cauldron like had the cauldron like 
poisoned quote unquote her by that point had it you know like she spent more time around it than the other characters one-on-one yeah what was it saying to her well i mean and i also think like there was a reason that elaine was the one that was kidnapped in aquavore right right? and no for sure i I think that there was a difference in the make the the process of being made between mm-hmm. Elaine and Nesta. Yeah. Whereas Elaine went in, you know, not not to say like she wanted it to happen or anything like that, but I think right. because like because of her nature, she wasn't as hardened at least on the surface as Nesta mm-hmm. or even Feyre were. And right. she was super emotional at the time because, again, she was kidnapped. She yeah. was due to be married to Grayson. Like, all of these things w- were happening to right. her. So I wonder if, like, the emotional, her emotional state going into the cauldron affected right. the process of being made. Therefore, being For more, sh- being, being more open to the influence, the evil influences of the cauldron. I mean, we said in the last I, episode, like it's pretty sketch. Like the intentions yeah. of the cauldron is pretty sketchy in the beginning. To, oh, for sure. Like from the jump. So I could only imagine what the process of Elaine being made was where Nessa was like, I I'm also, not going to allow you to influence me. Fuck you. I'm going to take a bit of you. Bye. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. You know what I wonder? Like just even now, even more so I, cause <laughs> So <laughs> it was at a I'm loss. sorry. No, you can literally like hear my brain breaking. <laughs> it's literally happening live. Um, no. So Elaine was the one who, when Feyre first approached Nesta and Elaine to like let them let her, you know, use their house in Akamath. Elaine was the one. Like Nesta was like, absolutely not. Fuck you. Like I know that you're my sister, but I don't care. You have pointy ears, and that makes you a threat. Get out of here. Um, and Elaine was sort of the one who, like, calmed her down and was like, okay, well, Nesta, like, this is our sister and she cared for us and we kind of owe it to her. So let's, you know, let's help her out. Um, and so I wonder if Elaine felt more betrayed than Nesta. Because I think that Nesta knew from the get-go that shit was going to go down as soon as Feyre, you know, got back involved in their lives. But I wonder if Elaine felt more betrayed because she did have so much going for her as a human um than even nesta did and that is like never addressed like we get you know nesta going like this was absolutely not the life that i had planned for me and she sort of discusses that with like Feyre, and they kind of you know talk about these things in akasif but with elaine it's like never addressed even though surely homegirl felt at least a little bit bitter over this and you know, like in Aqu- I mean, the beginning of Aquawar, like she's practically like comatose. Like she's so lost to the world and keeps like spitting out, you know, these like seer things and whatnot. Um, and so I'm like, who who was talking to her when she was being so quiet? Cauldron? <laughs> yeah. Is it you? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I agree. I think um I think this is this is I think that some some corners of the fandom are focusing on the wrong things right now. Like I, I oh, this sure. is what I am. I have been curious about since Akasif, regardless of ships and who's going to end up with who and who's going to go where, what court they're going to be in. Like I right. want to know what's going on with Elaine, and Same. I'm not concerned that she's not okay per se. I'm just like, yeah, what's the deal? And, and y'all yeah. think that you, you know, oh, yay, like Nesta took care of the one dread trove and all this stuff. But what the fuck is going on with Elaine? <laughs> like, nobody's fucking Seriously. talking about it. Like, even on the page, in the book, no one seems to I be, know. like, other than Asriel, obviously. But, like, no one right. seems to be really, anytime that they do talk about Elaine, it's more like, oh, right. like, let's give her her space on the Lucian thing. But, like, no one else is, yeah. like really giving a fuck and and right. i mean again obviously they do care about her because she's the one that they are most concerned about protecting but i just i i think that what in every sarah j mass series and in every sarah j mass book like this it's what mm-hmm. we don't see is what's most important <laughs> for sure to the series so 
like I'm wondering what the next you know like we're because we've we've dealt with this one dread trove we obviously know that there's still like some that some issues some conflict between yeah. courts and stuff I mean but what are the future listen, conflicts gonna be though aside from that okay well Koshe hasn't been murked yet. Right. So I think we can safely assume. Neither has Baron. He's still. <laughs> neither has Baron. Um, I think we can safely assume. That's actually a pretty good segue into one of our next questions. Um, so this comes from Alexandra P. Hi, Alexandra. Um, Alexandra P. thinks that Elaine's powers have something to do with Koshe's and potentially might match them. How do we feel about that? Like, do we think might match them, like, how Nesta matched the Dread Trove? Like, like was yeah, compatible with so. the, like, the Dread Trove, you know, where she was unaffected, with, like... Right. Yeah. Slash mirrors. Yes. I mentioned in a, in a live a long time ago, and this was, like, I think this was the statement that made me public enemy number one, actually, um, was that I wanted... <laughs> Just, sorry, I'm just like laughing. Uh, anyway, um, I I said that I would be interested in seeing um, Koshe and Elaine hook up, which I meant in a way that was like, if look, if they if they want to if they want to bang, that's none of my business. I I mean, but what I'm really interested in is potentially like an alliance a help me i don't know who else to turn to we know that koshe has obviously a lot of powers he's like a death god he can Mm -hmm. you know do some shit we know that elaine's powers are seriously um just like well everyone everyone's kind of been concerned about nesta's powers from the get-go because nesta seems like the person who would most likely use them but as you were saying nobody's asking about elaine right but elaine was also gifted powers by the cauldron like it's not something to just ignore just because Elaine doesn't seem like the type of person to use them. And so I'm wondering if her, um, you know, just like seer ability will have something to do with like the way that he co- had, like communicates throughout Akasif. Like at one point he seems to be like talking through other characters. This is Koshe. He seems to be like communicating via like the wind at one point hopefully i'm not completely making this up i feel like that happened um um, and yeah so i'm wondering like is he also talking to her if so what's he saying is she looking for someone who can show her how to navigate this in the same way that nesta also needed someone to help her navigate her new identity like you know these are the things that just make me wonder yeah i mean i I am very curious in general about the Vasa Koche story, yes, right? Yes, yes, like yes, in yes, the yes. sense of how that's going to be resolved because it has to be resolved one way or another. Either Koche is going to get his way and Vasa is going to go back and she's just going to be fucked forever. Um, or no. No, no, I know, but I'm just saying like, just, just these are, our, so, no, these are options. Mean. Like, Right. It ha- like it has to be addressed like Sarah cannot leave us hanging on this because that has to be addressed period with a T like so I <laughs> so I know that with that in mind that that's going to to be a thing I okay on a on a on a lucent a tangent but a lucent oh my gosh a lucent um, that's really cute <laughs> i i personally think that elaine is n- not going to be directly involved with the crochet situation unless like unless it's like a build oh. up right like unless it's like a thing that maybe starts in yeah. one person's book and then progresses into hers or vice versa. But I personally think kind of basing off of like our discussion in the Lucian episodes that like, I really like the idea and I don't necessarily care if Lucian ends up with Vassa or anything like that. I know that there are people who ship that, but I, I think that especially with him getting close to Vassa. So even if it's like a very strong platonic or family um connection Framily. that like his ties to helion and ties i mean obviously daddy um that he's going to be able to break the curse for vasa i think it would be more meaningful yeah. 
as part of the band of exiles um, Mm -hmm. to have Lucian be a part of that. And I don't, I mean, I think that it's pretty safe to say, and I know that there are still a lot of Lucian shippers, but like, I just don't see it happening organic, like and like it working out. Because I think we would have gotten right. more of them no, in Agassif if it were. As a, <laughs> I feel like, I just honest to God feel like Sarah's not subtle about who her endgame love interests are once we've gotten like more than one book of content with them right like so i'm not we'll we'll just ignore quinlar because we only have one book with them right um but i feel like we now have enough enough books where elaine and lucian have been directly on the page together having the opportunity to interact and i say this as like i mean i will probably always ship them a little bit i just feel like we would have known by now if that like it wouldn't still be a question right if that was going to sail. Well, and um, that's the thing. And that's exactly yeah. why I bring this point up because I like the idea of a collective, like, fight against Koshe. So, like, Elaine being yes. involved and being able to assist. But I love the idea of Lucian with his powers, his powers from yes. Daddy's Court, manifesting in a way <laughs> that he can, you know really be the one to like put the nail in that coffin and like just break that curse so i need sarah to get caught up on marvel so that she can watch the scene in endgame where they all this is like mild endgame spoilers i guess um avengers endgame but it came out several years ago so you guys got to get on it um but like i really like need her to have one of those scenes where it's like Avengers assemble and it's just like the whole cast would it be cheesy probably yes but I still love it anyway 100 I mean come on and then nobody's left out like that would be great I know honestly yeah swear to god if we have that scene and Tarquin isn't there I will blow a gasket Steph always laughs. I feel like she doesn't no. know how close I am to completely no, losing my shit No, that's the thing is, is that I man. do. And that's why I laugh because, like, I just, <laughs> all like I can actually picture you going ham if, like, Tarquin <laughs> is basically left in the shadows of the series and R- never gets a moment to shine. Ripping out the pages one by one, just, like, glaring. Oh, my God. No, I, I genuinely think that Tarquin will, based on, the like, Varian being so closely now involved with the inner circle but that's another episode but i just i think (laughs) with regard to elaine and koshe in particular i like the idea of it being like um like a mirror so like almost like marvel reference another one so almost kind of like dr strange and wanda like that their that their powers are very similar and kind of work in the same ways as far as like bending reality and that kind of thing and technically he's a sorcerer and she's a witch so like there's still there are still a lot of parallels to their power but yet Mm -hmm. they're probably the only two people who could eliminate the other like officially yeah right other than obviously thanos yes. but that's neither here nor there but like i i like that idea of elaine wait 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 okay i'm sorry i'm interrupting no, because i just had an idea no 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 i was done with my okay thought. what if what if we saw the like illusion like mating bond being used in a not romantic sense like what if we see these two team up and then they have to go on like a mission or whatever and they use it to like keep tabs on each other in a way that like no one can detect kind of like face and circa aka war the beginning mm-hmm. i that would make me so happy because then we would get like a reason as to why because honestly as an illusion stand i'm just like sitting here with my arms crossed like <laughs> why were they even mates then well i think they're not gonna be together why would she do that to us here's my thought on this i like that idea as well but what I wonder is, depending on the sequence of the series and whose story is told when and how, like how that progresses, like I like I love that idea of it kind of being like like a walkie-talkie. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Like, um, but at the same time, though, if we have Evil Elaine, will that? I, I don't know. Well, that because here's yes. the thing. How okay, but here, keeps okay. Tabs on her. but here's the thing though. 
this is another this is another this is another um tick in the box of evil elaine though because lucian in akasif spent a bulk of the time not in the night court at all and so he with the mating bond like i'm sure he can't right tell i mean granted it hasn't like full-on like you know solidified or anything but i think that because of his distance and him want like him giving her the space that he knows that she needs like if he's basically blinding himself to the inner stirrings of evil within elaine like i'm just gonna keep riding this evil elaine train until the wheels come off um (laughs) but yeah no okay so so yes i like that idea as well for sure but i mean it's really hard obviously for us to like really deep dive hardcore into it without like right even getting like a blurb for the next book like which i want to know (laughs) i know i like i think you know one of the reasons why I feel like there is still so much controversy about Elaine is because, like, overall, we still really don't know that much about her. And, like, I see so many headcanons. And, like, headcanons are great, but they're not canon. That's why they're called headcanons. So, like, I feel like some of the controversy gets based around headcanons. And I'm like, y'all, <laughs> like, it's just, you know, we don't know until we know. And so for me, at least, like, when it comes to speculation, I feel like there's not that much to work with, ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and let's be real, even, like, during the chat last night with Sarah, and she, I asked Mm -hmm. her about the snowball fight, and she's like, okay, I'm going to tell you, but this isn't canon. And I'm like, Sarah, I don't think you understand. It's coming out of your mouth, so it's canon. sorry um but yeah but hey i mean if she wants to give us a an unofficial canon not canon statement about this i would appreciate it (laughs) feel free to come out and just tell us something god damn it anyways um okay so what's the next (laughs) it's fine um i guess we'll be our last one yeah this is yeah this will be our last question but i guess because we just like have to address it because i think that you know, if we don't, like, I mean, well, shots get fired no matter what we do. So we'll just go there. Um, uh, um, I like, it's so fun. I don't even, I, I'm literally at the point where I don't even want to talk about it all that much just because I'm so sick of it. But let's talk about who we think Elaine is going to end up with. And before we jump in, I'm just going to throw out a couple of crack ships that I have seen floating around um, our Discord, Tumblr, um, those kinds of places. And before we get into like the real stuff, I'll just ask you like little fun questions. Mm-hmm. So how do you how do you feel about um, Moore and Elaine? If you would have asked me this before Akasif, I would be okay with it. But I'm okay. That's you're stealing my answer. Sorry, Try you should have gone first. Um, <laughs> I no, I I'm not. Um, I no, because I also think we kind of covered this on the Patreon rip it or ship it episode yeah. too. Like we kind of talked a little bit about this, but no, I d- I don't I don't see that. Like I I personally feel like like I not only do I love obviously more and Emery, but I like the idea of more ending up with an Illyrian. Yeah. So that was one of the main reasons why. So I'm going to not be down for that. Go ahead and copy and paste I... my, my answer. <laughs> I'm copying and pasting it. Um, but I think I would have liked it. So I like people know this about me. I'm personally not a huge fan of the aesthetic of like the three Illyrian quote unquote brothers and the three Archeron sisters being together. It's just not my thing. Um, so I would have loved to have seen like more be with one of those sisters because I just feel like it's a little, I don't know, like I just, I, I appreciate that um, more so than the three brothers and the three sisters. Um, but yeah, same, same Z's. I feel like I now am super into the idea of like more and Illyrian. Well, and I also just like. Here's the thing though. Yeah. Ironically enough, I would have rather like if the three Artron sisters were to end up with somebody from the inner circle, I actually would have rather had Elaine with Amrin over oh. over more. 
That's intense. Only because like <laughs> they would be extreme opposites. And that could yeah. you imagine that like trope though? Opposites attract is one oh of my, my favorites. Yeah. And like, you know, if anything, like Elaine's nature would be like more of a stabilizing like force for, sure. for Amron. But oh, then again, absolutely. we really like vicious, angry Amron. So um it's true. Never change, homie. Well, we also love summer court content. Okay. Oh, that thanks to Barry. Okay. okay. Anyway, moving on before I go off. Actually, okay, the the irony being our next the next crack ship that I want to talk about is Elaine and Tarquin, so that was ironic. I actually didn't plan that. But okay. Yeah, okay. This is one that I've been seeing. I actually I think I may have seen this on Twitter like a while back, um when I was still active there. Um I know. Dark times. Dark times. I know. Uh, we don't, we don't talk we about don't. it. We don't. Anyway. Yeah, so Elaine and Tarquin, and I, I guess I, like, ship this in terms of aesthetic, because they're both, like, so nice, and, like, she's so flowery, and, like, I think that I really love the idea of, like, the summer court having sort of, like, the crazy plants. Like, I appreciate, like, regular, like, normal plants, like, you know, daisies and, like, hydrangeas or whatever the heck, but... I love the idea of the summer court having very exotic, like strange fairy plants with like magical properties. Mm-hmm. I feel like they'd be found there. And so I love the idea of like her like gardening them. But regarding Tarquin, I feel like he would need a partner who's just a little bit more like has a bit more of like a take tar- take charge, get shit done attitude politically. Mm-hmm. Um, just like knowing his goals. So like aesthetically, I think that Elaine and Tarquin is a really cute relationship, but in terms of like reality and like what he wants to achieve in his lifetime, which is not to say that Elaine's goals aren't, you know, worthy, but I, A, don't know what Elaine's goals are and B, feel like he would just need someone who, you know, takes absolutely no shit Mm -hmm. and, you know, hustles. I don't know. I, I, man, I really want, I just, I think with Tarquin, I feel like we haven't met his mate yet or like we haven't met. No, I don't think so either. Uh, you're like, no, I am. She's right here. I um, actually, yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's actually a self insert. Sarah and I DM'd about it. I'm kidding. I don't not, believe but... you. Um, <laughs> like if Stephanie and Helian have not happened yet, then Sarah does not give a fuck. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, 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 no. I, but I, I do love the sea plant thing. I kind of wish that like, like that, like Elaine could be like the emissary to the courts. Like, like she would basically. Can Elaine have dual citizenship? She, can she have Let's quadruple citizenship? Oh this. God. Could she have quadruple <laughs> citizenship? Like she go to the spring court, yes. summer court, where else? Which I guess she could go to like, autumn court, but like she just, autumn, yeah. like when Baron is gone. Day. Yeah. I feel like she vibed it. Honestly, I feel like you could put her anywhere. Yeah. And she would so, like, she just has a Prithian, a Prithian citizenship yeah. where she could just she go anywhere. She has a passport to go anywhere. Yeah. Because I think that I she, out of, out of like I mean, that. minus the evil lane aspect, but out of all of the people within the inner circle and now the Archeron sisters, like, she would be the one that I would send. Agree. No offense to Cassian. I think he's really smart, but he's a shitty emissary. Well, he also has terrible <laughs> allergies. How dare Reesan send that him true. there? That true. <laughs> Poor guy. <I> know. <laughs> Anyways, is there another one? Uh, yes. Okay. So let's chit chat really quickly about um, Elaine and Eris, because I keep seeing this in the specifically the Patreon Discord. Actually, I hope I'm not messing that up. I hope that's where I've been seeing it. Um, but I've for sure gotten like patron uh, questions about this, at least as a crack ship. So how do you feel about that? About stuff? who? I'm sorry. Say it one more time. Oh, did I forget to say I it? I think you might have. Probably. <laughs> oh, okay. That's embarrassing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so the ship in, in question right now is Elaine and Eris. Oh, Elaine and Eris. Oh, yeah. No, I'm 100% yeah. on board for the Elaine and Eris. And the reason being is because if, in fact... Elaine is evil. Mm-hmm. That would then bring out good boy Eris. Oh my god! Like at <laughs> least in my mind, like I feel oh like god. he would have to like <laughs> drop the facade of like you know being just right. trying to like basically Nesta is everything Eris actually isn't, and he aspires to be right. You know, right? And so like I I feel like ah oh man, I just I love that idea of. 
of Eris just because that technically would be an opposites attract too in mm-hmm. a way because in both ways like yeah. even if Elaine isn't evil like Eris is still right. the opposite also I think we like I mean there's that the ballroom scene in Akasif where Nesta sort of mentions that Elaine was able to like charm all of the boys very quickly I feel like that would happen like I think that we've already proven that Eris is kind of a simp um <laughs> Like, a selective simp, of course. Right. But, like, he kind of... I mean, he, like, offered his hand in marriage to Nesta after, like, dancing with her twice. Poor um, boy. And I feel like Elaine would... <laughs> I know. All right, I know. She's Sweet literally baby. banging the guy he hates the most. And she... Like, it's okay, like, Reese is like, oh, weird. darn, my plan worked a little too well. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um... But I feel like Elaine would probably be able to do the same thing. Like, honestly, the way that I perceive Elaine is that she would be able to, like, charm anyone into giving her anything. And I feel like Eris would, I should feel like she'd look at him and be like, can I be your wife and then, like, completely redo your court? And then I think he'd be, like, taking off his hat. Like, yes, ma'am, absolutely. Whatever you want. Yeah. Um, Poor baby. Okay. Poor guy. I'm still not, I'm honestly still not, like, sold on it necessarily. Like, Sarah's going to do what Sarah's going to do regardless of, like, who Elaine ends up with. So I I know that in my heart, by the end of, you know, Elaine's story, I will be, like, happy with whoever she ends up with because Sarah has these mystical powers. Um, I'm just not sold on Eris quite yet just because, like, again, also just as a crack ship, right? Um, As a possible love interest, just because it still makes my illusion heart so sad. I'm like, R.I.P., you went for his brother that hurts i know but you know i think i think again that lucian though mm-hmm. i feel like he's had enough time within this mating bond situation to see that it's that they're just not gonna work yeah. right so like I mean, I know I, that. He, at it least doesn't it, mean I want to acknowledge. I know, it. but like, it's not like he saw Elaine and immediately fell in love with her, and then the bond snapped into place. Like it was like right. trauma, trauma, bond. Oh fuck, <laughs> war, high burn. Oh my god! And okay. now here we are. Like that's what I mean. Like I just, it, it's not like Cassian, okay? Who right, right. knew from the get that like Nesta was it for him, regardless right. of a bond or not. Um, and really vice versa, even though Nesta tried to pl- tried it, but sh- it didn't work. Um, but like, True. yeah, I mean, with, with Lucian, that's something I think that a lot of people also don't take into consideration. Like, I don't think that he genuinely has like hardcore, like, is there attraction? Probably sure. But I don't think that he like genuinely has romantic feelings for her. And it's kind of like what we talked about in a previous episode about the mating bond being sketchy as fuck. Like, just, I yeah. don't, I, I, I don't, right. no, I think he'll be okay. I think he'll be I okay. Mean, he, really. he fucking better be okay. Is what like, I think it would have been worse. I think be it would have okay. been worse, honestly, if, if Asriel made a play at Elaine. Then if he Eris, did make a well, play I know, Elaine. but I mean, like he in like, front sh- of Lucian, <laughs> to Lucian's face, they did, he was sleeping down the hall. But bro. to Lucian's face, has <laughs> blinding myself for no reason. Uh, blinding myself. Listen. Oh my god. <laughs> Let that me was remind so you. Fucking funny. Yeah. So, anyways, thank you, Tumblr. I love you all. Yeah. No. 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 I. 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 No. 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 that's just where i stand on that like i does that mean that love could not bloom between them (laughs) haha elaine reference no of course that means that they i mean of course they can like it it can happen between anybody but i just don't think we should put so much stock in uh lucian being like betrayed by eris who let's be real doesn't even have a real relationship with him so like right whatever it's just another guy okay (laughs) all right so that's who you don't think Elaine will end up with. So, crack ship is a. I wish I could speak. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> crack ships aside, who do you honestly think right now Elaine will be endgame with? Or do you genuinely not know? Um, based on Akasif, I mm-hmm. can. I personally feel that it's easier to say that it's not Lucian than it is to say 
who I think it will be. So I think it's easier to just say, I don't think that it's going to work out with Lucian and Elaine, though it's really sad in general, just because I want, other than, of of course, you want Elaine to be happy, happy. but, like, I also want Lucian to be happy. Um, But I think that Elaine also, which is something that a lot of people don't think about, she also has her own fucking baggage right now, aside from being made and hybrid and stuff. But she, is she still fully over Grayson yet? I don't know. Right. Right. Like, I... Lucian had more oh, time to no. I was gonna say just Lucian. Lucian had more time to get. I'm sure he'll never really be over his yeah last wifey being killed by right. you know his people. But like mm-hmm. I yeah I think but but there's been more time in between, so it's easier to 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 figure that Lucian could fall in love with Elaine quickly, whereas Elaine is still right. dealing with some shit. Right. So, anyways, what about you? Well, I also agree. I think it's going to be like a process of elimination for her. Um, so I don't think it's going to be Lucian for essentially the same exact reasons that you've just listed. And then I also, I was convinced after Akafas that Elaine and Asriel would be endgame. Like after Akafas, I was like, oh, I have, a fe- I have a feeling. I don't want to acknowledge it, but I think. Um, but then after like, and even like reading through the bonus scene in Akasif, I was like, oh, I bet it'll be. Asriel and Elaine until we get those moments with like Gwyn at the end of Asriel's scene and so now I think that like I think there's a good possibility that Asriel and Gwyn will like end up as an item just like based on like past trends in Sarah's writing of her like endgame couples like it feels like there are those you know I don't know breadcrumbs there Mm -hmm. um so at this point, I'm like, okay, I don't think it's going to be Asriel, and I don't think it's going to be Lucian, and Grayson can choke on a cactus as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I mean, obviously. And, I mean, but that clearly still needs to be addressed, so yeah. Uh, it does need to be addressed, but I, yeah, don't think that's going to, there's going to be a magical, <laughs> uh, you know, fixing of that relationship. Um, So at this point, I'm just kind of sitting here going, okay, I think I know who it isn't, and I have no idea who it is now. So thanks, Sarah. I will <laughs> agonize over this for two Story years. Story of our life in the fandom. Yep. <laughs> so it's, and then I was proven wrong, and thank you for making me and suffer. And then I was proven wrong. I know. I'm going to get that stamped on my forehead. <laughs> swear to God. All right. Well, great. So that was Elaine's episode. Excellent. I mean, obviously we will have lots more to talk about Elaine in future episodes in future character episodes as well. Um, And I'm sure that between now and the next release, we will be doing more Akasif or Akasif. Well, at least Akasif. Yes. Rereads, but Akatar (laughs) rereads. And I think that it'll be fun to do it after we've had these discussions, because now we can kind of look for more cues on whether or not we still stand by our theories and fan theories that have been presented to us. So, um, so yeah, but right, at the right. end of the day, we still we do really love Elaine's growth and her character. Same. I'm still very curious to see what's going to happen with her. So, um, same. But yeah, but thank you so much for listening to us ramble uh, for however long at this point. Um, <laughs> but do I know? Um, but do make sure to uh, subscribe and or rate us wherever you listen and check us out on Instagram at Mastastic, our website, Mastastic.com and our shop, Phantomtastic.com. And Ava, do you have anything to say? Just remember, don't let the hard days win. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks guys. We'll catch you next time. Bye.